Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is, is Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. Selling like hotcakes. We done sold what, like six shirts this month? Yeah. Or since March? It'll be the first time we're not losing money. <laughs> <laughs> we can finally pay for our uh, SoundCloud Plus. I but, have an idea for a shirt. Okay, what's up? I'm thinking like a, like an old school Hawaiian print. Like... um not a button down, still like a T, but just like Hawaiian print T with the logo, the square, like a just a solid color square and then square and then the logo or something. I don't know. I've just been thinking about like. You have like a, a example. Mm. Or like a suburban pod, like a baseball tee or like vintage ringer tee. We can actually make those on Teespring. I mean, on Teepublic. Um, but I was thinking. But I feel like. We're going to have to switch companies eventually. Um, I got that snapback through Printful. And I think Printful might end up being the best one. So it's you a, ordered the, the hat and then. Uh, that's just a sample of it. It's just like I can order a sample. You want a dad hat sample? Yeah. Okay, I can do that, and then we can set up an e-commerce. So you tell them what you want on it, um, or you order the hat and send it somewhere else. I uploaded our artwork to it. Our artwork to <coughs> we have a Printful account right now. I uploaded the logos, like the transparent PNG files that I sent you. And then I just did that and ordered as a sample, but so what? What kind of is this? Just like specifically an embroidery, like monogramming kind of company? No, it's it's almost exactly like how T Public, how you have different options, right? And it, each person has a different store, but these products are more. You can do embroidery, which T Public you can't do embroidery. Mm-hmm. You can do hats, uh, socks, all all kind of stuff. So you have more options, and then after we've built our brand a little bit more, we can funnel everything directly through there, and you can put it on Amazon and uh, Etsy and mm-hmm. other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I'm playing with stuff now, just so we can realize it. I'm just thinking about like a colorful, like a summer theme shirt, like a tie dye or like a. Do you know how? Do you have you ever on. done vector uh, design? After this stuff clears up, you want to start playing with it? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I'm going to start fucking with it. But what was I going to look up? Oh, T-Public. Okay, Um. also, while I'm mentioning it, 
Uh, the reason we put it on T-Pop because there's tons of sales, so you can get decent shirts for a little bit amount. We don't get too much money on it, but this is more about the advertising standpoint. We're just and appreciate everybody who's fucking with it. Um, I want to be Nick. <clears throat> well, Kim, you can go to our uh, T Public store and you can make a V neck. You're absolutely right. I can and I will. Now, the way T Public works is <laughs> that you have different options on the designs we made. So you were saying earlier how you wanted a uh, a baseball tee. You can make a baseball tee. Wow, how cool. See, like when you go here, you can click on, say if you want this the classic Saturn V Suburban tee, you can make that into a baseball tee with different colors and everything. Mm, I don't like that one as a baseball tee. <laughs> the square on the graphic is competing with the sleeves. Get a fucking art major in this shit and then fucking get all fucking technical about it. All right. Do you like this one? Yes. Okay. So if you wanted to get the motto baseball tee shirt, you can get that. Like that. And then, of course, different colors and everything. The um Spencer's has some new office merch. Really? Have you seen it? Mm-mm. They have Dunder Mifflin stuff. They do. They have um, Dunder Mifflin, and they have a Michael Scott one, and then they have a Dwight on there. I forgot what the word, what the graphic says. Is it Shroot Farms? No, I think it just says false. When he's <laughs> false bears beats <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, they got some cute stuff. Um, for all my office nerds, ever it is funny now seeing how black people have finally got on the wave of understanding how fucking funny the office is. Like Netflix helped out a lot with that shit, because before, like we used to watch that shit all every Thursday. And people from A and M come, like, what the fuck are y'all watching? <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, the office is funny as fuck. It took me a while to get into it, but when I did, I was like, oh my god, this is. It's like most things. Once Hilarious. once you know the characters and you know what characters would do in a certain situation, that's yeah. what makes it like better. Nice segue because so this weekend two major pop culture events have happened. The Jay Z thing. That too, but oh. uh, I was thinking more broad uh, pop culture. You got uh, Avengers Endgame came out. Yes. This Thursday and uh, Game of Thrones, uh, whatever y'all nerds like about that. Um, <laughs> that came on yesterday. I actually was gonna watch it and just be like, yeah, I don't know anything that happened in this, but yeah, who is that person? But I started watching some weird shit, but <laughs> as usual. Um, so considering that I only watched one of them. <laughs> I also only watch one of them because I haven't watched Game of Thrones yet. Really? So we actually may be able to do a recap next week. How you been repping your hood this whole time it is? Y'all I big? tried to watch it earlier today, but we got a new router and it was making my shit not load. So I was struggling. Right. So, so um, I have to try again tonight. So Adventures Endgame. Uh, <laughs> I saw it Thursday when it came out. I didn't think I was going to be able to get tickets. 
got tickets to Madison Square 12. And if you're from Huntsville and haven't been in Huntsville in a long time, you're like, that place is still fucking open? Yes. But they have redone it. And that's one of the best movie theaters in Huntsville. You think so? They have really good seats. I really fuck with their seats. They do have good seats. Their seat, and then apparently they have day beds, which fuck that shit because Dangerous. I, I, yeah, on many fronts, Gross. many many fronts. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so I saw that Thursday. Um, I was able to get a seat, and that shit was fucking amazing. It was so fucking good. And I was so nervous going into it. And like it started, I was like, oh shit, this is really happening. Each time one of these Marvel movies comes out, I'm just like, I fucking lived long enough to see this shit happen. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, because like, this shit is crazy. They made 22 movies that all fit in together. Yeah. And then had. A movie last time with Infinity War that had little kids crying when they left the theater because Spider-Man fucking died. <laughs> oh, by the way, spoilers. There's going to be tons of spoilers. Like, fuck this shit. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting to talk to somebody because I can't talk on social media about it. Why? I thought <laughs> once the weekend was over, you could talk about it. According to most of the things I saw on Facebook, everybody agreed that Monday was the day everybody could talk about it. Okay, that's what I thought. Everybody was like, all right, you guys Which is why Thursday. I had to go see it on Sunday. Right, <laughs> because it was like, yo, you risking it going into I wasn't into finna be on the internet finding shit out before I saw it. Oh, I'd be so mad. That's why Lex is seeing it today. He was waiting on <laughs> Tiffany to get back in uh, town. I was like, oh, that's love. Where's she at now? I'm not sure. She was somewhere... Um, but yeah, uh, Lex was like, I asked him Wednesday, I was like, when are you seeing, uh, in game? And he was like, uh, I'm not gonna be able to see it until Monday. Cause, uh, I'm gonna wait for Tiffany to get back. And then I was like, nah, bro, go ahead. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> Just like, see it twice. Sir. Yeah. Just see it and twice. He was like, no, I can't do that because she's already got me tickets for IMAX and all this. And I was like, man, that's some love. I would have just seen it twice. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I was like, yeah, well, fuck that. Ain't nobody tell you to be out of town this weekend. Right. We were going to see it twice anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I started to see that shit today, but time, like, I just started getting lazy. But, um, so how do you feel about it? The most fulfilling movie I've ever seen based on, like, what I wanted as a fan. Because. Wow. Infinity War is one of the greatest movies ever because the gut punch at the end of that and you're just like what, what? the villain really what? would like big time. Everybody knows that Marvel Universe is where the underdogs win. Yeah and Thanos is such a fucking that's the best villain ever because by the end of he it you're kind of so like, evil. You're kind of like he kind of has a point. <laughs> He was so fucking evil. So, um... He needed therapy. Mad therapy. <laughs> like, like I, I guess we just skip around to the shit that pointed out, that stood out to us. Um, yeah, Thanos definitely needed therapy, but that nigga was also just crazy. Like, at the end of Infinity War, I was like, oh, they kind of got a point. I kind of see, we do waste a lot of resources, and maybe if the universe was a half bit smaller... It would be better. But the thing about uh, 
end game is Thanos because they go back in time. He sees that he actually did get the snap. And then he's mad that these motherfuckers are ungrateful that he did it. So he said, next time, y'all just ain't going to be there to remember. Uh, oh, I got this. As soon as I snapped this Wiped time, out half of the... <laughs> a you ungrateful bitch. You like, right. I ain't motherfucking dumb. Bitch, I peeps again. Bitch, I peeps shit. You don't, you don't peep shit. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, I peeps. <laughs> Yo, and everybody was like, everybody wanted to get their revenge on Thanos. Because that first, like, ten minutes, by the time they find Thanos, and, like, that was another weird thing about it. Like, 15 minutes into the movie, I was like, what the fuck just happened? Right, yeah. Because it was like, did they just jinx, like, like pull a hoax and the movie's over in the first 15 minutes? <laughs> right. Like, it went black and everything. Everybody's like, what the no, fuck is that's, this No, that's when you know that it's going to be a lot of shit go down. Like, when, they, when you find Thanos early in the movie. And they just go run up and Thor just beheads him in the first 15 minutes. And everybody after you was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and then, like, when it, that five minutes, I mean, five years five later years pops later. up. Yeah. It's like, I ain't never seen no jump five <laughs> years into the future after some shit. It's like, all right. But, but you know what they did, though, with that, though, is they they made us feel like we jumped in with them. Right. Because, I mean. that's what that's the speed at which they were traveling. It was five Five years was actually like five minutes or some shit. No, that was in the uh, what's what's it, the nano world? Well, not nano world. What's it called? Uh, Ant Man when he goes into the micro world. That's yeah. that's how it is. Okay. Five years doesn't feel like five years. It feels like five minutes. Mm. So yeah, bars. Oh, um, <laughs> what was my point? How did you feel about it? I cried twice. Did not expect that I was going to cry twice. Um, I cried. What was the first time I got teary? When. Obviously, I cried when Tony died. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot what was the other time that I cried. I just remember I cried on two occasions. I cried multiple times throughout this <laughs> emotional movie. I cried when uh, Tony and, and Cap went back to the 70s and went to Tony ran into his dad. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he got to spend the whole day with his dad. Oh, yeah. That was dead. The other part on that scene is when the Stan Lee cameo. Yeah. It was just like, damn, Stan Lee's really dead. <laughs> And he's just wilding the fuck out in classic Stanley fashion. Yeah. And uh, when Tony's leaving his dad and he just, he tells his dad that he has a daughter and all this shit. And then his dad's asking him advice as a father. It's like, damn, that shit would be dope. Like, <laughs> to go back in time and meet your deceased parents yeah. at the age you are now. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's sad. That part, uh, when Thor went and met his mom. Oh, yeah. All of them had that type of moment where they reunited with either their Their offspring or their parents. Yeah. Damn. Damn, that's a good ass fucking movie. (laughs) Because. Yeah, they really did. 
And the only one that didn't is the person that died. Scarlett Johansson's character. And Hulk. Neither one of them have families. That's right. No, that shit was also funny as fuck because Chris Hemsworth is the funniest motherfucker on earth because that fat Thor thing Bro, was funny. He was as big fuck. as shit. That nigga already big. <laughs> but for him to be like muscular and fat, ooh, he had to be like 450 pounds. Bruh, with. When they scaled down the and they showed his belly, his it was belly, like, like what the fuck? Ooh, it was so tight. <laughs> the fact that, that Thor is just an internet troll playing Fortnite all day drinking beer is just funny as fuck. Like when he got on the microphone, he was like, "This is Thor, God, of, God of Thunder." <laughs> it's like, man, this is a real the real God of Thunder is just fighting twelve year olds on the fucking internet. And then when uh, he was dressed like Lebowski, bro, I was dead. That was a good ass movie. I got chills when um, when all the the other Avenger or Marvel characters, like it was just it was like a big family reunion. Like this was just like the family movie. Like yeah, ride for your niggas type movie. Like this is our shit. These are our people. We all gotta come and and it kind of mimicked life because you know how people always say like tragedies always bring families together for an impromptu reunion. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Tony had to die. So everybody had to come together for the funeral. So it was just like a, yeah. it was a homecoming. Yep. And Yet that- again, last week was Beyonce homecoming. <laughs> this week it was Marvel universe homecoming. <laughs> that was dope. <laughs> yeah. It just felt, I got chills on everybody when they were just showing everybody. And then when motherfucking, did you notice the split during the battle though when the fucking women stood yes. up? Yes. Fucking Akoye, Shuri, um Wasp, uh Gwyneth Paltrow. I was like, look at all these fucking women. <laughs> and uh fucking uh Valkyrie was out there yes. slaying yes. on the fucking Pegasus. Yes. Like she was flying through like a bad bitch. <laughs> She took that whole ship out. Come on, Tessa Thompson. <laughs> um, yeah, that battle scene was epic because, like, for one, when uh fucking Captain America picked up the fucking hammer and was using that shit, like, and it's like an exchange right, of power, right? But you remember on Age of Ultron when. Uh, Thor had the contest and he was like see who could pull the hammer and Cap pulled the hammer and it moved slightly mm-hmm. and Thor got scared mm-hmm. and he was like oh shit. That's why when uh, Captain America got the hammer and Thor was like I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> but he was he was balling with uh, what's the hammer's name? Mojolier? But uh, he was whipping that shit. Yeah. And then uh when he did the thing where he threw the hammer and he uh, was using his shield at the same time, I was like, man, Captain America sick as fuck. <laughs> and then, so Thanos was beating the fuck out of him. And then he had broke the, the shield and he stood up and he was like, fuck it. And I was like, man, Captain America about to die, bro. <laughs> and then uh, Falcon 
Cap, I'm on your left. And then everybody walked through. I was like, oh, this shit is dope as fuck. And then by the time Spider-Man came, I was like, let's go. <laughs> let's fucking go. And then uh, once everybody got there, and then Captain America said Avengers, and then he said Assemble. I was like, let's fucking go. Man, right. <laughs> and then everything started lighting up. and Bro, I got to see that shit again on IMAX or something because it was I too much about, going on. I thought about doing 3D, but I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for 3D to see it. I saw 3D be making me dizzy. That's a lot. I have to see how much action it's going to be in the movie before I could just be. I saw Infinity War in 3D. It was really good. Anyway. But uh, <laughs> another funny thing was when Scarlet Witch almost destroyed Thanos and he had to call in the fucking uh, for the rain bullets because she was about she was ripping his armor off and she was about to kill him. But the funniest part is when uh, she was like, you took everything from me. He was like, I don't even know who you are. Because <laughs> some asshole shit. <laughs> he, he might as well just be like, I don't give a fuck who you is. Fuck you. I don't fuck with you anyways like that. Fuck oh. you mean. <laughs> That's what happened when them kids were trying to get a picture with Hulk. And Ant-Man, they're like, oh, y'all don't want a picture with me? <laughs> Bro, Hulk was like Professor Hulk is. So, it was so fucking funny to me. And some people were like, I guess they weren't ready for it. But I was like, this is perfect because he's goofy ass fucking Hulk. I mean, goofy ass uh, Bruce Banner mixed with Hulk's body. Yes, that shit is funny as fuck. And I honestly feel like I feel like that's who Mark Ruffalo is. Exactly, that's like, what made I feel it like funny. He literally just be playing himself, just goofy ass <laughs> motherfucker, just smiling. Hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> like he's not some fucking angry ass motherfucker. <laughs> that's Hulk, and Hulk was in all of Thor Ragnarok, and I watched that shit again the other day. That shit's so fucking good. I don't know if I saw Ragnarok. Really? You gotta watch Ragnarok. Because that's the one that makes, like... That's the only good Thor movie. Because hmm. even if you watch the first Thor, which I loved when it came out, doesn't age that well. Chris, Chris Hemsworth so fine. Ooh. And Chris Pratt. And Chris Evans. It was a holy trinity of fine-ass Chris's in this oh movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Uh... Um, but yeah, I loved it. I would go see it again. You gotta watch Ragnarok. Ten out of ten would recommend. Definitely. But um, I'm excited to see what happens going forward. The only thing is, are these white people gonna let uh, Sam be Captain America? <laughs> it happens in the comic books. But let's just see what happens. Because you know how people get testy when they're uh, besties. They did a good job at making Chris Evans look old, too. Like, when he was passing his shield off. Yeah. I was like, oh, they got a good man to play him as an old man. And I was like, no, that's him. At first, I was like, is that Joe Biden? (laughs) 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 Like, man, this this movie got everybody. They got Joe Biden. Is this Clint Eastwood? (laughs) I didn't think that, too. Like, man, these motherfuckers, they reach for everybody, bro. They they pulled out no stops. They got everybody to come back for like cameos. Too. I wonder what the budget was for this fucking movie. That's what somebody was saying. They were like, "This this salary had to easily been like four hundred thousand, four hundred million. What other movie costs that much? No other movie is. That's one of those rare movies to where 
that shit gonna be made regardless. But what's how crazy much it was is cost. they're gonna make a profit. Yes, <laughs> they made a fucking billion dollars in a weekend. Billion with a B. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like so you could afford it. Like so, I, I, I want a hundred million dollars. All right, bro. Oh, shit. Everybody else cool with it. It's cool. You know Robert Downey Jr. got to be making a whole bunch of money off it. Because, oh, you know, absolutely. he's getting returns from it. Yeah. Because I think, like, the first couple movies, he took it as, like, he would just take, the like, a percentage of the box office. That motherfucker might really be as rich as Iron Man in real yeah, life now. he got merch. He got toys. Man, it's going to suck. The Avengers ain't going to have Robert Downey Jr. in it. No the, he's my favorite event. Like, if I could choose to be any Avenger, it would be Tony Stark. If I could choose to be anyone, it would probably be Thor. But, yeah, Thor. But Robert Downey Jr. played, that is Tony Stark. I feel like he plays himself also. (laughs) Right. I feel like all of them kind of play, like, a version of themselves. Yeah. Like, even, like, Chris Hemsworth, like, the arrogance slash, like, funny as fuck. Like, <laughs> slash I'm sexy and I know it he's like I'm just gonna flaunt this shit in your face bitch <laughs> like when he was like uh, the ass guardians of the galaxy <laughs> yo that American ass thing was funny as fuck yeah, too yeah it was that does nothing for your ass uh, cap <laughs> like <laughs> Ant-Man was like I always thought of it as America's ass and then after Captain America fought himself, like, that is that America's is America's ass. <laughs> it's crazy, too, how they had to fight themselves. That's the second movie this year that I've seen that's about fighting yourself. Right, because us is well. But... Yeah. Hmm. Still haven't seen that. That's kind of what I feel like what's going on in Game of Thrones, too. And I'm just going to have my moment. You ain't got to chime in. But I think... Y'all got to let me know. Comment on some shit. Message me if y'all think that Bran is the Night King. And I don't think, this is my prediction, I don't think anyone's going to take the throne because the the imminent theme in this entire show is death. And the White, Walk, the White Walkers, I can't even say it, White Walkers represent death. You cannot kill them unless you have like a Valyrian steel and all this shit. And I feel like they're not going to leave a human on the throne. Cause if they leave a human on the throne, that just leaves it open to anything happening. But if the white walkers are coming, it's very hard for me to believe that anybody is going to survive. So it's almost like you just spoke a foreign language. <laughs> And I have no idea what the fuck you said in that language. Y'all let me know if you agree with me or not, or if you think I'm crazy. But that's what I think. You know what you should do? You should get one of your friends and you to have a Game of Thrones recap at the end. We should. That's a good idea. And I will just sit and make sure y'all sound good. I might call Nick. Nick is a game. He's he about them thrones. <laughs> them thrones. <laughs> about them thrones so uh last week uh bun b and his wife were apparently almost robbed yeah 
And for some reason, this, I'm assuming a younger person, because any OG would never, and I mean never, step to Bun B. Because, all right, first off, let me pull up the article so we can get all official. Man, this nigga does look like a nigga that tried to rob Bun B. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Ooh, he looked lame. He looked like he was probably trying to join a gang. He, he fucked up. That was part of his initiation. So apparently, um, Demonte Jackson, who is the person who did it, wasn't targeting Bun B. He was going house to house in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And Bun B's wife happened to answer the door. Um, so apparently the guy pulled a gun on Bumby's wife, Queenie. So Queenie offered up her Audi that was in the garage to the suspect. And apparently in the struggle, Bumby, who was upstairs, overheard it and grabbed his gun and went downstairs and let that thing and fly. Started popping <laughs> off. Started popping off. And so Bumby... It was apparently a crack shot and shot that nigga in his fucking uh, upper arm. So, naturally, all you gotta do is wait by a hospital because that nigga gonna come regardless sometime soon. Yeah. And when he did, he, uh, he was arrested. And Bumby also apparently pursued the dude in like <laughs> real nigga fashion. Bun B was like, you not finna come for me and mine. At his house? Fuck that. And then, let's pull a couple of uh, Bun B uh, lyrics from back in the day. Just to let y'all know that this is not the nigga to fuck with. On the classic UGK song, (laughs) That's Why I Carry. Bun B spent several rhymes. That leads you to believe that this is not the nigga to fuck with. I watched him go. I watched him go in and come back out. I got ready to pull the Mac out. Sandwiched him by the feeder of the sixteen. Unloaded the pistol. Now dirt is now. Now dirt is now what his dick is in. Shit, I seen a slab get stripped. The disc seats and sound gone. And candy paint burned to a crisp. These niggas getting hated on for the 84s they skated on. Jack is in the dark valley waiting on. The fool coming out the gambling shack. Pistol to his back. Took four ounces of crack and a fat doja sack. That's why I pack my nigga. (laughs) That's why I pray. Because when I stay, I got to carry my motherfucking gun every single day. (laughs) Shakespeare. That's some gangster shit. Bruh, these niggas from Houston. Bun said he about that life. And in the words of the late, great Pimp C, keep your pistol, fuck a fight, because niggas out here jack every night. <laughs> these the underground kings, bro. True. R.I.P. Chad Butler. Oh, I miss it. You just can't. But yeah. Um, but that led me to remember other times that these older OGs had to let uh, these young people know they pack. They too old to fight these niggas. <laughs> they just shoot. 
<laughs> which my uncle told me when I was like 18. He's like, I ain't fighting these niggas. <laughs> you got one shot. <laughs> right. I think, uh, legendary Chris Rock said, I like guns. Guns will make you where you don't have to work out. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, you remember that time that Kirk Franklin got into it that dude after he said that like Kirk Franklin came Something about his daughter. Oh yeah. Uh Kirk Franklin had when Trump had the Muslim ban when yeah. he was trying to do like the first Muslim ban, Kirk Franklin came out and spoke against it. Like he didn't get all crazy or nothing. He was saying <laughs> the old hip hop wired article. This is like two years ago. But it was his hip hop article. Hip hop wired article says Kirk Franklin invites troll to a gun fade in Jesus name. <laughs> <laughs> I am a Christian who would rather sit at the table with a Muslim brother than ban him from my home that was that wasn't originally mine. So this guy said, "I trust you'll be leaving your doors unlocked tonight." Oh, and your brothers want to know if you have a daughter. That nigga Kirk Franklin said, yes, I have a daughter and the ability to protect her. Please come so I can have a reason to introduce you to it in Jesus' name. (laughs) (laughs) Say hello to my little friend. Yo, Twitter was going wild that day. The one tweet I do remember, and I'll remember this shit for the rest of my life, was somebody said that Kirk Franklin wanted to let the Draco sing melodies from heaven. <laughs> oh my god. Right down Melody's from heaven on a trap beat. <laughs> that might rock. Yo, he just need to come out with all his his hits on trap beats. <laughs> yeah, that shit is gonna platinum. Future remix. Um I guess this does lead into um did you see the thing where the guy wrote the article about uh Kamala Harris because she said that she owns a gun? She owns a handgun. Mm-mm. Well, this dude wrote a whole article and I can't remember what paper it was. It was a legit paper. And he was saying that this should disqualify uh, Kamala Harris because um, that's a right wing talking point. No uh, progressive should ever believe in handguns. And I, I read that shit like, man, get the fuck out of here with this shit. Because... For one, Bernie Sanders is a gun owner. And this dude was a, a Bernie Sanders supporter. So he wrote this whole ass article about a woman who has been a DA for the last 20 something years. Having a gun. Yeah, that's common. Most lawyers carry guns. Yeah, that's true. And they very well should carry guns. Yeah. But people act like, like they live in these fantasy worlds. Like we can't get into these purity Olympics in this, this election. Where you're like, if you own a gun or you believe people should have to write their own guns, you're not Democrat enough. Bullshit. It's tons of Democrats of guns. I being one of them. Catch that fade in Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. But, so I, I posted it. And I reposted it. I was like, as a Southerner and a Democrat, get the fuck out of here with this bullshit. And that nigga Chris uh, said, uh, Cleans gun liberally. <laughs> <laughs> like my nigga. <laughs> but 
bro, don't don't think like that's the other thing. Like these people down here, because everybody here is a it's a red state. They think of us as being these like hippie ass fucking far left liberals. Mm-hmm. Like no, bro, we live down here just like you, and we believe the same shit as you almost. <laughs> And gun ownership is one of those shit. It surely is. Like, don't don't mistake this because shit because of you, <laughs> right? Shit, you the reason we got guns. Y'all ass is crazy. It's like, oh, they got guns. Oh, I got guns too. <laughs> Bet. Shit. But everybody act like it's these it's poly, uh purity tests. Like the fuck, like I don't believe everybody should have. I don't believe everybody should be able to have a gun. I think it should be some kind of measurements and tests and stuff. Exactly. But I think anybody has has the right to have a gun in their house. Especially in their house. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck this shit. Yeah. Especially like if you live in like a rural area, which is pretty close to here. There's not a lot of law law enforcement. If somebody busts in your house, you should have the right to fucking kill them. You gotta protect yourself. You damn right. You step on my shit trying to invade my shit. You right. damn right I'm gonna try to kill your ass. <laughs> right. You be lucky if I don't. Better hope. But just Pray. know that I'm trying because you you in the wrong spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> this ain't where you belong. And all these motherfuckers saying all this shit, you just gonna be like, I don't give a fuck who you in. Fuck you. I don't fuck with you anyways like that. Fuck you mean. Precisely. As our young philosopher said, yo, I looked up that nigga on fucking uh, Instagram and shit. That nigga is really out here. Really? How old is he? He's like 12. (laughs) I I, I just really wonder how that shit got started. Like it had to have gotten started when he was younger. From the deep dive I did, the first clip, I ever saw was the one that had like this. I ain't fucking with that. Shut the fuck up. I ain't asked you to fuck with it, bitch. bitch. (laughs) My motherfucking response. Not your. (laughs) So it's pretty much just him. And I'm assuming either his stepdad or his older brother is just driving around and he's just talking cash shit Mm -hmm. about all this shit. Mm -hmm. And then one of the videos is a video of his actual dad. And him, them niggas the exact same person. I was like, okay, this makes sense. Are they? And of course, they from Baton Rouge. But you can tell that by the accent. You them know. accents. Yeah, they're, they're, these are Boosie's people. <laughs> <laughs> this, Bo- <laughs> this Boosie's tribe. <laughs> Plies, baby. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's Fort Myers. Excuse Florida. me. I hate Plies. I've always hated Plies for Do some reason. Like I like his uh he's entertaining, but I hated his music for the longest. Cause niggas was really out here trying to live that life. Yeah. I and that's also why I didn't like Boosie for the longest. Niggas really swore they were Boosie. Everybody still swear they Boosie. That's why all his uh fucking shows keep getting shot up. I think his last one just got shot up. Yeah. It, I mean, but that's wild to me because even Boosie has moved on from some of the shit he was talking. Yeah. Now, younger Boosie, yeah, that would have made sense that, that shit was getting shot up. But now it's like, no, nah, Boosie is an OG. I feel like we've reached the age, though, where there are so many young men that are trying so hard to be 
hood and thug and about that life. It's because that has largely disappeared. Schoolboy Q, whose album just came out, which is really good, um, he was doing an interview and he was talking about how all the real gangsters are older or dead. People now don't go outside and hang out. Nope. People standing on their phones all day and shit or internet gangsters. Mm-hmm. So now you can just talk shit behind the keyboard. Hell, the president of the United States does that shit. True. So you don't have to show your actual toughness. So it's all these people acting like they're tough. That ain't tough. Keyboard gangsters. Thumb thuggers. Now, it is some real niggas out here, though. Don't let <laughs> That being said, there are some real niggas out here. And when you know, you know. One of the best books, like, because I told Kim earlier, I was uh, cleaning out my, uh, like, some of my books at my parents' house. I'm going to bring them over to my house finally. One of the books my mom got me when I graduated from high school was Sidney Portier's The Measure of a Man. And it talks about the real uh, measurements of being a man and handling business and stuff. Those are the type of things that you need. And then also, I, uh, apparently I stole uh, letters to a young brother by Hill Harper from one of my Gremlin classmates. Shout out Floyd. What's <laughs> up, bro? Because um, I opened that book and I, it was a message from his mom. Oh. Uh, give it, gifting the book. And I realized, yeah, I need to send this to Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't talked to Floyd in 10 years, but I'll be like, bro, I got one of your books. <laughs> that your mama sent to you. And I think you might want to have it. <laughs> That's I don't. So sweet. I don't need uh, letters to a young brother anymore. I'm not a uh, a wannabe intellectual eighteen year old. <laughs> Bro, I had the Communist Manifesto in yeah, my fucking shit. I saw that. Of course you did. I think I remember you tweeting about that shit at some point. Bro, I was a weird fucking eighteen year old. <laughs> like I really thought I had this life shit figured. <laughs> All the way fucking out. You were trying to crack the code. Bro, I I was ready to go to Grand Man. I was like, yo, I'm about to be be on some different world shit. The world is mine type shit. Yes. It was like, bro, I was like, I'm about to set this shit on fire. (laughs) I dabbled in a little bit of everything. I was taking pictures. I was videoing shit. Nah, now. I was like, yo, I'm I'm dope as fuck. You had your king of the world moment. And I was kind of a dope ass 18 year. I was goofy as all fuck. You had a blog. That's when blogs were popping. I remember them days. Man, I was dope as fuck, bruh. But hey, life happened. (laughs) (laughs) Now I feel like Thor. (laughs) Damn. Looking back, I was the god. I I was the god of thunder. Now I'm the god of drinking beer. (laughs) Why, as you drink a beer right now, what kind of beer? (laughs) How you ever reflect on your 18 year old self? Yes, I was very, very, very sheltered at 18. 
I'm very, very glad for college because I just the way that I was taught to think about certain things like sex and drugs and life in general was so jaded. Me too, though. And also, I was very religious, which mm-hmm. kind of just backed up the stuff I was led to believe. That's why when I went to school and I saw the real world, <laughs> shit was crazy. It was like, yo, what the fuck? Kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. That shit is wild. Like, I guess it's a good thing that your parents did, like, our parents did really good with raising us, but. But I still feel like there's, there's gotta be a way you can raise your children with a certain moral compass without hiding so much about the things that they're inevitably going to encounter, you know? Yeah. I think that that's usually the most streamlined way of doing it though people can accept somebody being devoutly religious in their as long as their religion isn't quote-unquote weird <laughs> like if it's a quote-unquote mainstream religion and mm-hmm. you're just very devout and strict people seem to let that ride especially if you're christian and stuff like that but it, it's just like when i tell people i'm an agnostic or when i was an atheist People act like you're a fucking devil. Like, yeah. Like, oh, so you don't. What? <laughs> I remember one time somebody was like, "So what uh, keeps you from doing good versus evil?" I'm like my fucking self. And my moral. Compass. Right. Like, but how can you have morals if it's not based on anything? I was like, that. I don't think you're using that the way that <laughs> you think you're using it. <laughs> your morals are based on whatever your life experiences you have. Right. Morals are not rooted in religion. Right, it's rooted in the basis of humanity and what is good and just human relationships. Right, it's an evolutionary evolutionary thing. It's not based on some word that was written ten thousand like, years ago. Do you really need to go to church to to realize that you have to treat people well? Do, do you need somebody to tell you don't murder somebody? <laughs> <laughs> do you need somebody to be like yo? Maybe you shouldn't steal or fuck your neighbor's wife. <laughs> Why do you need that? People need something to lean on. They got to put their trust in something. I understand that, but at the same time, man, like, it's not weird. Most of the people I know who are not religious or are irreligious, meaning they don't believe in any religion, are some of the most morally stand-up people I've ever met. Because they just believe in doing right because that's the right thing to do. Yeah. You don't have to have an incentive like, I'm going to heaven. (laughs) Believe in humanity. That's it. Right. Do right by people and hope that they will do right by you. And that's all you can do in life. Whether you believe in God or not. (laughs) Which is another thing that people have always said that the realest Christians are the ones that ain't Christian. (laughs) You want somebody to break some shit down to you? Talk to somebody who's an atheist. And they ain't going to get all in your God is wrong or right, shit like that. They're right. just be like, I just think it's just being a good person. Yeah. <laughs> but you're led to believe that people who question things are sinister or rule breakers and trying to uh, display 
rebellion and uh so seeds of uh wickedness well that definitely worked for me when i was 18 and getting ready to go out into the world by myself i just was so jaded i didn't think that people were actually having sex i didn't think that people were actually partying (laughs) i didn't think that people were you didn't party with us in high school barely Rather I could get bit. <laughs> Barely. I partied a couple of times whenever there was a party. No, bit. she used to have a legit party. When her parents would go out of town, she used to throw like... I hated her, though. I've always hated her. Yeah, she was really mean. She always had an attitude. But she, her parties were lit. It's something about when... It, definitely going to have to edit their name. It's something about when an ugly person is very mean... <laughs> And then, like, act like they're just so much better than you, like, bitch. <laughs> wow. I don't give a fuck who you in. Fuck you. I don't fuck with you anyway. <laughs> it was a couple people like that. And you, it, you do got to pick your battles when you're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> but she always, like, thought she was the funniest person in the world. And I don't know. I just didn't like. I hated her. <laughs> yeah, but that that ugly ass bitch. No, she was funny as fuck too. <laughs> and it was like, no, fuck you, bitch. Oh my god. Yeah, she did kind of swear that she was homies with a lot of dudes. Like, I think that was her thing too. Is trying to like be cool with all the cool dudes. And it's like, girl, these niggas don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fuck with you. <laughs> These niggas don't care about you for real. <laughs> Hell no. Okay. Yeah, it definitely doesn't seem like it's been a year. Um... I guess let's go through what are some of the positives and negatives that you have experienced in pod life. Mm, that that we were just talking about people reading your life from mm. the outside in. It's it's outside inside in because it's they're on the outside, but we're letting them in, so they are on the inside. But it's not. an evil world we live in. <laughs> That shit was an accident, but that shit was dope as fuck. <laughs> wow. Perfect timing. Divine intervention. Um, So they are on the inside, but still not like all the way. Because there's, st- you know, we edit it. There's still stuff that y'all don't hear that y'all will never hear. And this, you know what I'm saying? Still yeah. stuff that, that we don't have the full context on. You know what I'm saying? So even if we are telling you, you still might not be getting everything. Right. So... It's just weird. That's that's a con to me is having people not necessarily give commentary because that's what this is for, but have people kind of try to tell you about your own situations or how you should handle it. It's just that's weird. Um, let's say similar things. The only other thing. That's a negative is, I don't know. 
I am on this wave though of only the real shit's gonna last. All the bullshit here today, gone tomorrow. That's why you need to leave in the real shit from what you said. I guess <laughs> for the culture, mm-hmm. my nigga. Yeah, bro. Like, what would Nipsey do? <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> <laughs> um, good things. Uh, putting art out there for interpretation. Um, seeing people writing for you and listening to you. Uh, seeing if people are cheering for you, yeah. especially when like somebody like me, who I think. I just got out of the world is against me phase. <laughs> That's why I'll be playing with you. Be like, the world's not against you. Because <laughs> I literally felt like for like 29 years, the world was against me. No, nah, nigga, the world is yours, says Nas. Whose world is this? You, yo, after the playlist, yo, <laughs> your boy is legit. When I saw that on the playlist, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is the perfect playlist. Yeah, it was battle tested. And you had a lure on that shit. I ain't heard that in so long. I know. Oh, I was crunk. But, uh, yeah, also putting shit out like that and knowing that people fuck with it. Yeah, this is this is definitely, like, your baby. And I feel like it's been a good thing for you. Like, kind of bringing you out of your shell. Yeah. My only other negative... Because I've always just been out here. <laughs> my only other thing that I feel like negative is sometimes I don't want it to feel like it's too much me. I don't want it. No. I don't think so. No, I'm saying like I want us equally to <laughs> like. You don't feel like it's equal. No, I. I feel. Like I mean, I don't feel like it's equal because I don't do any of the editing. Yeah, but I don't want. I want you to f- feel like it's just still us. Yeah, no, I feel like that. <laughs> I'm just making sure. Because sometimes, sometimes I feel like it's too much me. Really? But then it could just be the nature of the the topic. Like, if it's really personal. Because sometimes I feel like this is too much me. Hmm. I mean, I could take over some more. Like, No, I'm saying even, like, as far as, like, not even, like, the editing and shit. I don't care about that shit. That shit's a second nature at this point. Oh, it's, no. I feel like it's pretty equal. I just always wonder about that. That's another part of starting something with somebody else. You always wondering, am I overstepping or (laughs) am I where are we on the same page? (laughs) I feel like it's a balance that works. If it wasn't, we wouldn't be able to steadily have a consistent amount of listeners. You would tell if something was not working. You know what I'm saying? Right. Something is working because we still have a growing amount of people that are listening. Another weird thing in this is seeing who my influences are as far as podcasts. Like when we were watching the Bomani thing, you're like, oh my God, this is like you. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely. <laughs> That's definitely you. That's that, crazy. It, it's, I mean, those are like voices that you. Those were the podcasts I connected to because it felt like being introverts in like because he grew up in a white white school and went to HBCU. I, I felt a lot of connections to it. So, yeah, partially that's one of my influences. Uh, MCR Network, uh, Button has become an influence. 
Decent Samira earlier. <laughs> like when we started, I wanted to be like Decent Samira. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was not going to happen. Our personalities are no, nowhere like we're theirs. We're not swinging from <laughs> bond to bond. And they're just flowing on it. And then I realized that I modeled a lot of how I saw it was based on his and hers. Have you listened to Jamel Hill's new podcast? Mm-mm. She has Michael Archino on it. Hmm. But their first one was about Game of Thrones a lot, so I, I kind of lost. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, her original podcast with Michael Smith and and Jamel Hill, his and hers on ESPN is. If you ever listen to it, I know I've said it on other episodes. There's a lot of similarities. I bet. Any influences that you have realized that you had that you didn't realize? Yeah, very much the read always. Because that was my number one favorite. And I feel like I've been listening to them for so long. Sometimes their rhetoric is like ingrained in me. So I feel it coming out. You almost start speaking in the cadence of it. Yeah. I feel you. Like I and I hate that, but it's just because I resonate with the shit that they be talking about and and how they present it so well. But I think that's why it also works because I have these really obscure like references that build and make my that kind of reflect me, and you have a take on it that's different from even their style of it. But it's it's an influence, yeah. But you make it your own, mm-hmm. therefore it works. Even though I'm still developing my character on here. <laughs> what? Like I don't know what my character. Is. <laughs> Why do you have to know what your character is? Because I don't know what my. I never even thought of that. What is my character? You're straightforward. Low key funny as fuck. I'm just me. I'm just me. I keep telling y'all niggas I've been funny. <laughs> Shit. Oh, uh, I don't think people see my nervousness as much. They hear me talk about it, but I do think that people understand my. I think they do understand me a little bit more now, which I guess is pretty good. It takes a lot to uh, come in. Does have a lot of walls up. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets on your case, buddy, but it's because they don't like they hear me say crazy outlandish shit, and it, most times it's really not that outlandish. It's just <laughs> it's just the fact that Dennis is saying it. <laughs> it's different for you, <laughs> right? Yeah, because they they don't see me as like my actual thoughts. Yeah, or when they meet me in public, they think that I'm like this outlandish. Like just saying crazy shit and like no, I'm just thinking this shit, <laughs> just like everybody else. Yeah, literally. It's just because I'm an introvert. This is how I, I uh, express it. Yeah, I watched, I, uh, I watched eighth grade the other day. Have you y'all, ever seen it? Y'all already know I'm raw, raw Rebecca out here. <laughs> um, no, what is that? It's about this uh 13 year old girl last week of eighth grade, and she does vlogging. But she's an introvert, so she'll do like vlogs and she have like two people watch it and stuff <laughs> like that. But that's how she expresses herself. And so she has like an advice column, even though she ain't experienced none of this shit. <laughs> like it's like the ultimate generation uh, Z thing. 
but it's so like realistic. But when she was like, just it made me realize that that's that's kind of what this is. I'm an introvert, so I'm at, you're just hearing the shit I actually just think about all the time. And then, so it's just weird. Like, the, like what, what the fuck? Like, the first episode, I talk about fucking Oprah. <laughs> it's like, dear diary. That's me. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. I mean, that's how all podcasts go, though. Like, you cannot have a podcast, no matter what the genre is, and not talk about your personal life in some capacity. You just can't. You can't. Um... Speaking of which, they extended that PRX thing. The E one did. What's PRX? The thing for Google. Oh. What do you think? I feel like we're going to do it. We just got to throw a whole new concept out there that's crazy and just see if it works. What do you mean? Like, did what? Did, what what last happened time, last time? I thought we it just. Was, it was more so we sold this episode, like this podcast, but I don't think it stood out enough. Especially, I don't think they fucking listened to it. To be honest, <laughs> they. I think they already had their favorites. Yeah. But I feel like if we come up with an outlandish enough idea for a podcast, <laughs> like a new name or like, no, like just a hypothetical podcast that we have no way of creating, but we're just like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> we can scam these niggas into doing this shit. <laughs> Basically big us up. Like, yeah. Like, hey bro, we can do all kinds of shit. We got, <laughs> like just sell a fucking dream <laughs> to these niggas. I thought that's what it was anyway, though. Like, I mean, that's essentially honestly, what we did. I mean, we could do the, I, we could submit the exact same one. Might do that, but I felt like like the shit they chose was kind of lame. Like they had one of like, what were your driving experiences? Get the fuck out of here. That's not no, like, I felt like they wanted, like, multicultural blandness. Mm. They didn't want actual multiculturalness. They just wanted. They didn't want actual culture. They just wanted the surface. Yeah, they wanted black people doing white shit. Mm -hmm. They wanted to look like culture, but on the outside, but really. Diversity, but not so much. (laughs) But soft. Diversity, but soft. 100% cotton. (laughs) Low D diversity, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it is what it is, man. Um, thank you for doing this with me, though. You gotta thank me, I kind of do. I'm kind of a lot to deal with. I think it was my idea. Whoa, 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 no. <laughs> Yo, niggas always fucking take it too far. Ah, uh, that was perfect. Kim was essentially just like, I ain't fucking with that. Shut the fuck up! I ain't asked you to fuck, fuck with it, bitch. <laughs> My motherfucking response, not your. Like, bro, I think we both decided on this shit. <laughs> I think it was my idea. Whoa, 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 now. 
So thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Kirby Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.